welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen. Guys, I have a returning guest that loves to rock the mic. So, let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Hook D. So guys, like I was saying, I'm excited to have him back. I've been trying to get him back for, seems like forever, like forever, ever. Um, But he is actually officially back. I'm talking about none other than Hook Diggy. And what a great time to have him back because it is the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And if you are from NYC, you already know how this is going down, so... Huh? It's all you. Yes, yes. We in the building. What's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome. And it's glad to be back. He's glad to be on this side of the grass to be asked to be back. So thank you for that. Appreciate that, no doubt. So, okay. What's been going on with you lately? Because I know, you know, you've been all over the place. Man. You've been traveling and, yes. you know, I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm part of the, the music fam, but... Uh, you, you, you've been all over the globe, it seems like. What's going on? Yeah. It's been a lot of uh, traveling. You know, this is my first year at South by Southwest. How appropriate. You know, 50 year hip-hop. Finally get to South by Southwest. Congratulations. Only took me forever. Thank you. Only took me forever to do that. So, I've been doing a lot of um, just getting out with the people that's the best the best way to best way to um say it so going out to more uh music conferences in-person studio sessions collaborating with you know producers that i've been talking to online you know covid 2020 2021 kept everybody in the house we got on these computers and it was just kind of like i am a you know i gotta be with the people kind of person you know i'm gonna put my hands on you not in a bad way but you know to see you feel your energy vibe all of that kind of stuff and i wanted to try and make sure as much as possible i was you know doing something you know publicly or going to some uh, live event uh starting to do more live shows and you know i still have the online component it's a very big component you know the best thing about you know the pandemic was that we was able to grow the hook diggy music fam globally you know all over right. the place uh, but as much as i can get out you know i've been traveling so you were right i've been traveling trying to you know get out to meet the people hang with the people and uh just trying to really make that a big you know, component of my life as an artist as well. It's kicking it with people on the computer and the live streams and all that kind of stuff. So that is what I've been up to. So, so how does it feel to be doing South by Southwest? Because I know that you've been kind of geared up for this for a while. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually fascinating. I went for all three conferences, film, music, and interactive, mainly because uh, one of the things I started last year was a music single success course for artists that ask me all the time, like, how can I get my music out? You know, all that kind of stuff. So I want to pay it forward. So we created like an online video course, but we also created an app to go along with it. And so I wanted to go and, you know, network with people that were in the interactive field since we were kind of dibbling and, dibbling and dabbling in that a little bit. You know, when I'm not doing music, I run my film production company. So we went to the film side, mm. South by Southwest scene what was going on in the film industry uh you know new directors new producers new projects coming out who to network with on the stuff that we're working on and of course the music you know to kind of bring it bring it home and everything like that so it was it was 
it was fun. I, I can't even say it was exhausting because it's like when you love what you do, it's never called work. South by Southwest is definitely something you want to immerse yourself in. Right. Like when you're there, you want to be there and soak it all up. Right. Um, and, you know, the more you can plan ahead of time, it's better because there's going to be a lot of stuff you want to do and you'll be in the middle of something and you'll find out about something else and you're like, oh, man, well, I was planning on going to this. Now, as much as you can pre-plan you know, even if you pop in for 30 minutes here and mm-hmm. go for 30 minutes and do that, uh, the networking was great. Austin is a great place. They really shut the city down for South by Southwest. Wow. And um, anything that is accepted at South by Southwest, I will say this. So if you're on a panel, if you are performing, if your movie was selected, uh, all excellence, man. All excellence, man. Oh. And I love to see it. Love to see it. Again, congratulations. That is awesome, to, especially Thank to you. go through to all three conferences that's yeah. that's a big you know because usually when we think about it we always hear about the concert or we hear about the film part but you usually don't hear about an artist or a creator you know going to all three conferences you know so that's that's amazing so okay what is what what are you looking forward to because i mean when I think back and say, okay, we've done 50 years of hip-hop, and, and it, for yeah. us it doesn't seem like that long, but I remember saying to someone, you know, we are the generation that our old school is going to be hip-hop. Yeah, so that's true. So what does it look like for you going forward? What, 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 does the next, what do you envision for the next 50 years of hip-hop? Man, that's a great question. Um, hopefully, what I envision is—I would say hope. No, I would say what I, what I envision and what I what I really hope for the future of hip hop is that we really um, start to, you know, train our artists to be more leaders than followers. Okay. Um, you know, the biggest thing that's happened in the past 10, 20 years, maybe even twenty five years, is you know, hip hop became this cool thing that. Everybody's capitalizing off of, off of except for us, you know, right. and a lot of us just kind of want to be in the trend, kind of get in and get out. And for those of us that are lucky to get some kind of success in it, there are people that are looking up to us um, wanting to be in that position. And so mm. they're looking at how we treat it. So if we kind of, you know, mistreat it, then, you know, they're going to they're gonna use that as the example. You know, right. so uh, I want I want to see a lot more artists uh, create labels, create production companies, start businesses, educate, uh, you know, people just in the industry because it's it's still a big industry. And a lot of people, a lot of times just want to be, you know, you want to be the star. You know, social media kind of told us we want to be, you know, we want to be in the front, you know, you know, I want right. to be, you know, right. here. But it's so many different layers to hip hop. And the industry that I still think we are not educating people on. So the only thing they want to be is the rapper. Like, I want to be in the front. I want to be the rapper. Or I want to be the producer. I want to be the person getting all of the props. And I just think we just do ourselves a disservice by continuing to follow that model. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like, if you think I'm popping 
And then all of the comments and all of the following everything like that helps to perpetuate that stereotype. And I never take a break and be like, hey, I appreciate y'all for thinking I'm popping. But let me put on somebody else that, you know, should be up next. Or let me tell you how you yourself can also get popping. Mm-hmm. We just kind of soak it all up. Or some of us would be like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just me and it's all about me. And I just I just really hate that sometimes because that's not, you know, that's not what's going to keep the future of hip hop uh, right. for another 50 years. You know, because we was always trying to be the voice of the people. We was proud to put people up on stuff that they didn't necessarily know was going on. It's the language of the streets. So if you now take those channels and mm-hmm. you, you know, trickle down the wrong messaging, uh, that's going to that's gonna affect us and our community for the next 50 years as well. So uh, I'm starting to see, you're starting to see a little bit more uh, of some of the artists that are on taking a little bit more responsibility to not glamorize uh, the good without the bad um, and I, I just, just want to see more of that. And the more we can be in control, the more we can control the narrative. Stop letting these labels take control of us and control the narrative. Stop letting uh, corporations take advantage of hip-hop, use it to sell their billion-dollar products. And we're not supporting other businesses, uh, especially ones that help our community. So uh, that, would be my, that would be my hope for hip-hop for the next 50 years. Nice, nice. So you mentioned being behind the scenes. Now... Yeah. What's this? Because I know you help other artists kind of transition. Um, what does that look like? Does that, because for me, when I think of being behind the scenes, even as a creator, as an artist, wouldn't that give them or even give all of you more authority or more control over? you know, how your music is put out, what music is put out, if you're happy with it, as opposed to a label saying, you know what, you're putting out a party hit, you're putting out a banger, and this is what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is that is exactly right. And, you know, the whole behind-the-scenes piece, you know, a lot of times uh, when artists come to me, even when they're in our music single success course, and, you know, and I used to run a music studio, and I would always ask, like, man, what's your goal? What's your, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, how people say, oh, you know, I want to sell records, and I want to, you know, do shows. And I will be like, well, you know, and then what? You know, like, what, mm. you know, what is it, you know, that you want? Do you want to be seen? You know, do you want to be heard? Do you want to be successful? Let's, let's start going towards that lane. And so it's real easy for me sometime to get off the mic and get you know in the studio or behind the computer and help other artists because I still love what I'm doing in the passion of just the whole process anyway. And regardless of whether somebody else is performing, if I'm getting a piece of the song and the publishing and everybody eating, I mean, why wouldn't you you know like that situation? You know, mm-hmm. it's a situation that to where uh, we are all working together and doing stuff. Um, you could be a producer, you could be a songwriter, you could be the studio engineer, you can be the graphic designer, you can be the virtual assistant that helps do all the posting, you know, for that artist. There's so many right. different pieces uh, behind the scenes that that help make um, an artist successful. That you know, I always ask people like, well, what do you, what do you, you know, what do you want to do, and what are you passionate about? You right. know, because there are other positions you could do. Like I'm really passionate about you know video editing and marketing kind of stuff. That's why I run a production company. So when artists come to me and they want to talk visuals and filming, oh, I love it. You know, I go crazy for it because I have a passion for it. Uh, I also love the music as well, too, but I love becoming, you know, the video director or helping people shoot really great visuals and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily need to put my name on it. You know, I don't need to be all up front. You know, it's kind of like let the artist shine. You know, that's cool. Right. Uh, if I do a good job, you're going to come back to me anyway. 
you know? Mm. And so I, I try to teach people that it's okay to not be in that number one position, shining all the time. Sometimes you do got to let some other people shine, you know, and feel good about that. That's what's going to create the longevity. You know, when you think of our artists that have lasted those 50 years, they have done, you know, collaborative stuff. They've reached out, they paid it for it. They brought others along with them. They haven't hogged the spotlight to themselves. That is, that is true. That is true. So I have a rather strange question. But what yeah. do you say to parents out there that are like, you know what, you know, because we always used to have those parents when you said, I want to be a singer. And they would always bring up the, you know, you, you don't want to have the coulda, shoulda, wouldas or all of that stuff. So what do you say to parents now, especially being on and being in front, you know, on the stage and behind the scenes what would you say to parents when you when they have a child that has a dream of possibly being in the music industry man that is that's a great question because i i deal with uh, a lot of parents with a music single success course because uh the 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 kid wants to take the course and, you know, of course, they got to get the money, you know, from the parents. So then the parent reaches out, say, hey, you know, is this a scam? You know, like, are you going to really, you know, teach my, my child this and that and that? And I try to try to keep it real with people that there there are no shortcuts. You know, right. so if somebody's out there is trying to tell you, you just got to do a little bit to get a lot. You know, the only thing that works on is the lottery. And even still, there's a one in 300 million chance of it happening. So it's not really going to happen. So for the parents out there that have children and want to get into an industry, I can speak this from experience. Um, support the dream as much as, as, as much as you can and educate yourself on the things that you don't know. Because there's always the whole piece around, oh, you know, I hear bad things about the music industry. Talk to some people and 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 compare the good and the bad. Because uh, I, I would say every industry is going to be some type of, you know, negative uh, things that could happen in that particular inter- industry. You know, whether it's music industry, corporate industry, entrepreneurship, you know, there's always the good and the bad. And so a lot of times we just want to go to the negative, oh, I don't want my child in the music industry, I don't want it. And you don't really know the good that comes out of it. You know, and I, I tell parents a lot of times, you know, like, if I took all of your music away, then what would happen? You listen to music, right? You enjoy artists. You know, like, so there's an enjoyment side of it as well. And so your child has a passion they want to do to create and put those smiles on people's faces. You know, uh, let's find out about it. Let's dig into it. Um, let's, 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 let's treat it like it's a sport. Let's say if they wanted to play basketball and you go to all of the games and you know what? After eighth grade, they decide, I don't want to play basketball no more. That was fun. Sometimes it's like that. People want to get a taste yeah. of it. They want to see. They want to get into it. And they'd be like, you know what? This wasn't for me. But at least you supported that child. You helped um, develop that that muscle, that showed that support. And that support, a lot of times, for a lot of artists, is the, the spark that they really need to be successful. There's nothing worse than when I talk to certain artists and they talk about how they didn't have any support from their family uh, into their into their uh, music. And it's, it's a piece of them that's always hurt. And they always, yeah. they, they become, some of them become susceptible to being, um, I would say, uh, uh, attracting the wrong people in the music industry, right. you know, because if you don't feel like, you know, your parents love you, if your parents support you or your close family support you and you run out here and you find some fake friends or some fake love, right. 
ah, man, it takes you down a takes you down the wrong path. So for those parents, I would say, hey, reach out and talk to some people that you know got some sense, that's educated about music, that got a little bit of success. Because the ones that are real, they will reach out and want to talk to you. You know, like so if you reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I would love to talk to you about, you know, my son wants to be in the industry and I would love to get some information. People who are real will reach out and say, oh yes, I definitely want to talk to you and everything like that. If people don't reach back out if they act like they're too big and too busy. Nah, forget them, man. Forget them. There's enough of us out here who are willing to kind of give you the real to talk about, um, you know, what are the chances? What can you do to better your chances? What should you be investing? And uh, what you should be doing to pour into that child that wants to uh, that wants to get it? Because everybody that's in the music industry started out just like that at one point. Very true, very true. Because I think one of the things that families don't realize about creators is, you know, it, it's kind of, you got to go back to that that kid that's like, playing in school band and the first thing you yep. do when you're yep. you're on stage as a kid is you go and look to see who from your family is in the audience that's exactly right so that yeah exactly as, as a creator right. that is parents that is super important super, super important. important so oh my gosh so i don't think i've ever asked you but who is your favorite rapper? Who's your favorite hip hop? Oh, you man. knew it was coming. You knew this was coming. You know, it's funny because uh, I was on a podcast one time and he was like, he at the end, he was like, who's your hip hop mom worse more? Who's the four people you put on mom brush mortar? Um, man, my. I, I, and I would say that it, it fluctuates, but if I think about an MC that I just absolutely love and adore. Uh, and this is this is going to be left field for some people. It's corrupt, corrupt from the dog pound. Wow. There's something about corrupt the way he just he just has fun on the mic. And I listened to a lot of his raps, and I was like, I know he freestyled that because it just it just sounds too natural for him to have wrote down. You know, like so you got right. up and you just you just spit it out, and then you may have went back and fixed another word here and there. And because I've been a corrupt fan for a while, um, I've noticed. I've noticed like uh, similarities in his style. Be like, okay, I know where he's gonna go just because he likes this particular pocket. If he's gonna talk about weed in this way, he's gonna use these words and this flow and this cadence. Mm. And it's just kind of you just got your own sound on the mic. I would love to do a song with Corrupt. We're gonna definitely try to work, you know, on that. Uh, but Corrupt definitely one of my uh, favorite MCs. Uh, Red Man is another one. Just okay. I mean, it's just like Red Man. Just like when I look at. You know, some of the GOAT MCs, and a lot of times we talk about the greatest drivers of all time, and we put these certain criteria for what right. needs to be the greatest rapper, but the the one criteria I think that, you know, a lot of times people just don't put is consistency. We're talking about how many red, they're talking about how many albums this artist has sold, how right. much money this artist has made, but... Man, out the gate, Redman has just been consistently dope on everything that he does. And I think that he needs to be in more greatest rappers of all time conversations. And the fact that he didn't try to conform to the industry to get, you know, the number one record or be the top rapper. I'm just going to continue to drop these dope rhymes and be on these dope beats and be myself. Why, you know, why wouldn't you want to be like that? That's, you know, that's that's the perfect role model for me right there. You know, those are my two, two of my favorite MCs right wow. there, Corrupt and Red Man. My goodness. Now, now that, that took me back. That took me back. I, I, I could see Red Man, but I was not expecting you to say Corrupt at all. Like, yes. I think Corrupt 
is like one of the you know great but nobody gives him as much credit as he should that's right that's right that's right that's exactly right man if you listen to a lot of you know when when death row like was on top guarantee you a lot of the songs you like corrupt was on there somewhere he may give you eight or nine bars but you was just like you jammed right along with it you know and i was the person that'd be like man who was that like like, wait 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 no who is that i know snoop i know nate i know dre but who is that you know like who is that so yeah corrupt shout out my man corrupt wow that is that is awesome that is awesome so are you considering once it opens coming to the museum of hip-hop here in new york city of course, uh, of course, I'm trying to get tickets to be at the inaugural opening. You know, I'm trying to make a couple phone calls. I'm like, hey, man, I, w- I would love to be a part of that. Just, you know, just at the beginning, you know. But if I can't make it happen, we're just going to wait till it die down and go. <laughs> no. I know it's just, you know, one of those things of it's it's super crazy just to to. I mean, we've been waiting this for this forever. Yeah. And and I think we kind of didn't see it. And then when we realized it's actually here, it's coming. It's, you know, because we always talk, often talk, especially in old school hip hop, we talked about the temple of hip hop. But yeah. now it's kind of like we really are going to have a physical temple of hip hop. I mean, yes. H- yes. how does that make you feel? That's going to be sacred ground right there, man. It's going to be... Uh... And, and the fact that it's in New York is just fitting, you know, of course, yeah. um, the hip hop mecca. Um, it's it is probably going to be a dream come true for me because a lot of what's going to be featured in the museum is all of the stuff that I used to look up to, you know, growing up in hip hop anyway. So, you know, like it's just going to be a reminder of just how much, you know, I love the culture and am ingrained in the culture and want to be a representative to keep that legacy moving. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like, uh, you know, and this might be blasphemous for some people, but there's a museum in Montgomery, Alabama called the Legacy Museum. And it talks about, you know, the history of slavery and everything like that from when we came over here on the boats. And it's absolutely like a must go to for any black person in America. But as you leave that museum and you feel all of the struggles that we went through, um, you feel proud to be, you know, black still in this country for what, you know, what, what we have had to endure. And it makes you just want to continue to be a better person. I got a feeling that, that the hip hop museum is going to make me want to be a better artist, make me want to be a better MC, make me want to be a representation of the culture because this is what it represents. And so that's, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. So, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm loving this. I love the fact that this is what's going on. So what what are things looking like for you going forward, personally? Yeah. Like what, yeah, what? I have been... So we are... 2022, I only released one, like, new single. I mean, I did some music videos, but I only released, like, one song, and it was a feature with an artist that I was working with. It's a dope song. It's called Reason to Smile, God's Vessel feature, Hook Dickie, Sanja Danette. It's a dope song. Uh, this year, I came out the gate just dropping some new singles. We're trying to debate whether or not these next couple of singles we're going to kind of put into an EP project mm-hmm. or just, you know, release singles. I have been trying to... And I'm not going to say trying. What I have been doing is trying to create 
more fan experiences for my Hook Diggy music fam. So if you want to learn more about me, go to hookdiggy.com. You can join the fam on that page. Uh, but more like house concerts, more in, engagement with the fam, uh, more uh, private performances, and really just building connection along with releasing new music. And so kind of like my marketing strategy is release new music, let new fans hear it. If you like it, then come join and be part of the fam so I can kind of give you this exclusive kind of one-on fan relationship. And so I'm really just, I'm really trying to perfect that process, you know, because I don't want to be into the, to the point to where I drop new music and it's, you know, it blows up but it, it blows up because it's trendy or some you know, somebody right. does a quick dance to it or something like that. It doesn't have any substance. So I want to kind of continue to build the music fam so we can drop a single and we run those numbers up and we know why that single is popping right. because we made it. We made it hot. We made it pop. This is our community. This is our thing. So uh, we got a couple of uh, just, you know, events lined up. Uh, I got a really hot single I'm working on that we're trying to get the music video done. It's a song called Hit the Runway. It's a real dope female empowerment type of anthem. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to debate whether we can shoot that video in multiple places. I would love to get like a little bit of New York, Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, L.A. into the video. Kind of make it like a, you know, a, a nationwide thing. And continue it to build on the fan experience because that's what's important to me. Right. You know, the fan experience. The numbers are cool and all, but you know, at the end of the day, am I making somebody smile because they either heard the music or they connected with me? That's the most important. Yeah, thing. I mean, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta give it back to Chub Rock. I mean, you know, he talks about he, he, we wouldn't be artists if we didn't have, you know, didn't have the fans. That's right. That is right. And a lot of times us fans, because I can be a fan too, I am a fan, uh, we we don't realize just how much power we do have. And it becomes apparent right. a lot of times when you just see stuff and I'll be like, well, why would you, you know, why did, why would y'all put up with that? Like, first of all, I look at the artists, like, why would you do that to the fans? Right. And then I look at the fans and I'll be like, and why would y'all put up with that? You right. don't have to. Right. You don't have to, you know, put up with uh, any kind of bad behavior, uh, bad music, um, any kind of uh, derogatory language. You know, I don't understand, you know, why there are certain fans that still, to this day, allow themselves to be disrespected. You don't have to do that. You know, you don't have to do that. I think that's one of the things that gets me, and it's like, you know, you don't have to be all these odd names that no one should be calling you. That's right. And it's just like, you know... But a lot of people are well. The beat is the beat is hot. The beat what, is hot. What 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 does that mean? Someone might as well just called you stupid, but the beat is hot. That's yeah. That's uh hot. that doesn't work for me. When I hear that, when I hear that, I'm always reminded this would be something else controversial. When I when I hear people say something like that, I always remind to be like, you know, that's how they got us the first time. But they got a boat. They got a boat. They got a boat that they say they're gonna take us somewhere. Um, like you don't have to get on the boat just because they have one. Exactly. Don't exactly, do it. Exactly. Don't do oh it. Oh my gosh! It it's just some of the stuff we ha- it's like we have to get the mindset changed. We definitely yeah. have to get the mindset yeah. changed. Yeah, and that's part of what's important to me with my fan base. I call it the Hook Diggy Music Fam. You know this, but for those of who those of you who don't know me, my Hook Diggy Music Fam is the name of my fan base. And my biggest thing with the fam is that you came, you became part of the fam because you found out music is my passion. 
Right. Now, it's my job while you're part of the fam to find out what's yours. Right. And I think a lot of times that we don't have permission as fans to just be in our passion, you know, because a lot of times I, I, I tell the artists that I work with that um, hip-hop in general, if you look at the commercialization of it, um, has traumatized us as fans. And when you try to come with something positive or something uplifting, you almost have to reverse that traumatization. Right. Because if you've been used to being called a bitch and a hoe and you're nothing, or you've been used to being told you ain't got enough money, you're not like me, playboy, my house bigger than yours, my car bigger than yours. If you've been just so used to being belittled by something that you love, when somebody comes along and says, hey, it's okay to, you know, to forget all of that stuff that you heard and come enjoy this for yourself. You know, I don't care how old you are from 8 to 80. You know, I don't care how much money you got. It doesn't matter. What you want to do is completely okay. You know, people get skeptical. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know if I need to trust you or not because, you know, I've been told for so long. And it, and it becomes kind of like, man, I just really want people to know, like, man, it's okay. It's kind of okay. Whatever your passion is, it's all right. So I spend a lot of time being like, hey, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? I know what I want to do. What do you want to do? And I'll be like, bet, what can I do to support you? What can I do to big you up? What can I do to help you out? Wow. That is awesome. Okay. So we're. So guys, yes, this is to be continued. Why? Because we're just getting into this. So. In case you're wondering, yes, his information will be in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. As always, guys, make sure you stay tuned for part two and be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping.